This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Rapidash Magnemite, and this is the inside of my mind. Okay, wow, Rapidash Magnemite comes in from Radio Ganbort, loyal listener of the show. Welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Ganbort. My name is, of course, Radio Mike, not Rapidash Magnemite. But every week on this show, a listener sends in a new name for me to say. Generally, they're RM related for Radio Mike. However, Last week, we had Libido Spike, which was a very loose rhyme for Radio Mike. I I think I said that you'd have to say it as Radio Mike. So feel free to get creative with them and send them in to me. Rapidash Magnemite, of course. Two Pokemon from the original generation. Rapidash the Fire Horse Pokemon uh, with a horn on its head. And Magnemite, the the Magnet Pokemon. The Magnet Might Pokemon. Electric and steel type, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken. So two cool Pokemon there. Welcome to the show, 20th Century Boy. Uh, a podcast by me, Radio Mike, a young 20-something. 20, well, 20-something sounds like I'm 26. Uh, well, yeah, I'm 26. Uh, from Melbourne, Australia, producer, writer, comedy kind of guy trying to make his way through the rough and tumble of bloody this life that we're all living. And... um. This is, I, I, I've sort of changed, I'm Australia's most lovable nerd, well, the start of this podcast is always a lot of branding-based stuff. I've sort of changed how I describe this podcast to people. I now refer to it as, like, a weekly audio blog. Basically, it's a weekly audio blog, where I, like, put my thoughts out into the world of the week, and, um, yeah, a lot's happened this week. In fact, I would, oh, well, th- this has been one of the busiest weeks of my life. And I'm feeling really frantic, so I'm going to say up top, there's a chance this may be a shorter episode, and uh, I think this episode is going to be just a bit more like catch-up kind of stuff, um, as opposed to any production-heavy stuff, which I think is okay. I think every like four weeks or six weeks, it's good to just have a little catch-up kind of episode. Um, But then again, like I'm looking at the dot points in front of me, it could be a long episode. There's lots of stuff happening here. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. But of course... We do need to uh, start the podcast by checking off your way of winning the podcast. This is the only winnable podcast in the world. Win a podcast by doing a 360 on the spot. Uh, And you do a 360 because wherever you are right now, if you do a 360 on the spot and you happen to see me in your vicinity around where you are uh, while you're listening to this exact moment... You've won the podcast. We are the only winnable podcast in the world, I believe. Find me another one and I will relent that. But uh, do your 360 now. You win the podcast. When you win the podcast, the podcast ends forever. You are doing two things when you win the podcast. The first thing is you are winning the podcast. You are the winner of this podcast, right? The podcast is essentially a big competition amongst the listeners. If you win, you hold forever the glory of the fact that you won the podcast. But... You also hold the guilt and shame of the fact that you ended this podcast, a podcast that many, many people like and enjoy. So you have to kind of battle with those things. But like, I guess the thing is, you can't win the pod... Like, if you do your 360 and see me, you can't decide not to win. You have to win. It's an honesty system. You have to win. So you can't be like, oh, I don't want to end the podcast. You have to win it. 
You can also win the podcast if you happen to see my cousin Dave in the flesh. If you see Dave and go up to him and say, are you Dave, Mike's cousin? And he says, yes, you have won the podcast. You need to provide proof in photo form of you with Dave. But uh, that is another way to, that's a new way to win the podcast. Lots of people doing the 360. And of course, I was in Sydney over the weekend. Uh, So a lot of Sydney siders doing their, what I call a Sid 60, which is where you do your 360 when Mike's in Sydney, a Sid 60. Um, This can apply to every city in the world. So if you're in Tokyo and I'm in Tokyo, you'd be doing a Toke 60. If you're in Auckland and I'm in Auckland, 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 then you're doing an Ock 60. If you're in Oslo in Norway and I'm in Oslo, Norway, then you'd be doing an Oz 60, which is kind of confusing because you might think that that's an Australian because Oz, you know, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. No, that's Oslo. Melbourne, really, you're doing a Mel 60, but you can just call it a 360. I'm back in Melbourne now. And I will say, obviously, because you were listening to this episode, nobody won the podcast. Nobody in Sydney managed to win the podcast. Um, Radio Quack wrote in. Radio Quack, welcome to the Radio Family. She said, I did a 360 spin on my spinny chair. Mike was not at my desk. Really great. Having a spinny chair really helps facilitate that 360, right? Having the spinny chair, just circle it around. I believe Quack is from Brisbane. She would have done a Briz 60. Um, So... Spinny chair really helps facilitate. Feel free to have anything to facilitate your 360. Uh, I also say don't just use your eyes, your ears and your nose as well. Radio Alex Sky wrote in, he's a Sydney cider. So he was on keen alert, very keen alert over the weekend. He said, I made sure I did a 720 this week. That's that's extra, that's double. Even though Mike's 20 minutes away from me, which I, I, well, I guess he figured out roughly where I was staying. It's far more likely he'll be in my house here than if he was in Melbourne. That is true. Obviously, I wasn't there. And uh, he also said, just had a thought, winning the podcast shouldn't be something a listener would want because that would mean the pod would end. So every time you do a 360, you were gambling on the chance that you'll never have to listen to the thing you are currently listening to. Again, that's true. But as I said, it's not a choice. It's an honesty system and you have to win. It is a gamble. The glory of winning, the shame of ending the pod. Two very different feelings. Elation. Guiltation, which is not a word. Uh, Radio Connor McComiskey. Don't know if I've pronounced that right. Let me know, Connor. Welcome to the Radio family, though. I believe this is your first ever contribution to the show. Radio Connor wrote to me, and and this message made me realise how many in-jokes this podcast has, and uh, I'm really glad people are getting really on board all of the in-jokes of the show because Radio Connor's done a great message here. And uh, feel free to always send in messages to radio.mike on Instagram, radiomikepod at gmail.com, uh, 1-800-438-353, leave a voicemail. Uh, Connor says this, hey, hey mate, hope this doesn't disturb your you while you're at the Dream Factory, inside joke number one. Just working nights, looking forward to my shift at the Dream Factory in a few hours. Anyway, I did my 360 in joke number two, in the secure facility I work at and I was surprised you weren't there. Makes sense though. Generally, I will never be in your house, especially in your bathroom or bedroom, and I will rarely, rarely be at your workplace unless you work at like a cafe or a shop, I guess. Uh, He then says, anyway, maybe you'll sneak in tomorrow night and he ends it with a crab emoji. Something we haven't talked about recently (laughs) is, and thank you, Radio Connor, the crab emoji was part of a segment we did last year, which was um, 
uh, Mike's monthly reaction pick where I was sending a picture of Raymond from Everybody Loves Raymond giving a wave instead of a thumbs up emoji, right? Um, previously, I was doing a picture of Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Then I said, everyone use Crab from Harry Potter, Vincent Crab, one of Draco Malfoy's friends. Uh, everybody use him as a reaction pick. And slowly over time, using Crab, as in Crab from Crab and Goyle, from as a as a reaction pick, like a picture of him, has slowly descended into people then just using the crab emoji, right? The crab emoji, and then Pat, who works on the show, and a few other people, inclu- like Connor's done the crab emoji, but Pat now, me and Pat, Pat does some of the art for the show, and I want this to be a universal thing. Now we don't even do the crab emoji; we actually just write the word crab, and now. In the world of this podcast, the word crab is now a synonym for great or good, okay, awesome. So it's like, oh, crab, man. Like, Pat's like, hey, man, just finished uh, the thumbnails for this week's episode. Crab. Crab on. Love that. And the other thing that I've been doing with Pat is uh, every time he sends through, because each episode has a thumbnail for YouTube and a podcast artwork. Each episode, when, when he sends them, And he's like, hey man, what do you think? I usually say something like, uh, I usually send, sorry, I usually send him the shovel emoji. And the reason I send the shovel emoji is because it's me saying to him, I'm digging this. As in, yeah, it's good. So if you ever want to, this is, so now from now on, I want crab is like your thumbs up, the word crab or the crab emoji, thumbs up, okay, cool. And then if someone says, hey, check out my new shoes, shovel emoji, digging them. I'm digging those shoes. Shovel. That is some new, just sort of internal lingo uh, for the pod. Uh, Radio Muir, welcome to the Radio Family, your second contribution to the show, I believe. Did a 360 because I know you're in Sydney, but you weren't in my geography class. I will rarely be in your classes unless I am doing a talk at your school, which I likely won't be. Uh, Probably for the better, though. Now, Radio Muir, that confused me because for whatever reason I... And maybe it's just because... I, I I thought you were from Europe. I thought you were from Germany. Have I just totally mistaken that? You say you're in Sydney, but I thought last time you wrote into the show, you mentioned you were from Germany, which seems very weird to me. So please clear that up for next week. Of course, before we get into the meat of the pod, I would love for you to head to radiomike.com.au where you can see all of my content and radiomike.com.au slash merch where you can not only buy uh, a sticker pack, uh with five unique stickers, and we will be launching a new sticker very soon. It's very cool. It came in today. Uh, and you can buy a sticker pack, or you can buy a signed poster, or you can buy a Haunted House t-shirt. Haunted House t-shirts are the newest merch. We've sold a fair few, so thank you to everyone who's bought them. Uh, Radiomike.com.au slash merch. Please uh, please uh, grab yourself something. That's a really good way to support the show. I'm not trying to become a millionaire off selling you stickers and shirts. Literally, it just costs me a certain amount of money to host all my content uh, as podcasts each month. And if people buy a sticker pack, it just goes a long way to basically for me to just break even on this podcast as opposed to losing money on it. And, you know, it's totally fine because this is my passion, but it would be cool to just break even on this at least. I don't make any money. Radio Connie, welcome to the Radio Family. She sent me a photo all the way from the UK. Uh, she has received her Typo limited edition stickers, which are now sold out, and she has stuck them on the back of her laptop. 
Uh, so thank you very much for that photo, Radio Connie. That was awesome. As I said, it's going to be a bit more of a ravey episode because I've had a lot, like, basically, I realized last week, uh, as you may know, if you listen to this pod or follow me, I was over in Sydney, as I already said. Uh, we went over to record a couple episodes of the second season of Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project, uh, which was a lot of fun. And as always, awesome and great to be back, uh, back doing that to kind of uh, be a part of that show, which heaps of people are listening to, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I I had a blast doing that. And the episodes that we recorded were super funny. And uh, I really can't wait for people to hear them because there were some really great moments that uh, we remembered as the, as the show goes. So I, I'm sure people will ask, I don't know when those are coming out. Um, it's not, that's not really part, that's not really my, my role. I don't have anything really to do with that, but, um, they will be out sometime. I, <laughs> I assume they're going out, but yeah, I, uh, I'm, I, it's fun. It's a cool little show to, you know, the team for that is very small and it's just sort of Arson uh, Jez, who's the video guy who, who kind of does all the, all the video shoot stuff. So that was really cool. But, uh, I realized Basically, I realized over that weekend that I, as a person, like I've spoken before on this pod, I'm a super anxious person, and I realize I just don't do well in situations where I'm like unfamiliar. I feel like I'm a very introverted person, and, you know, I want to explore this personally in the next, like, year or so, like, as part of, like, my journey with, like, self-exploration, but, like, I don't do well in new place, in new situations. I, like, my, my ideal weekend, honestly, I want to lie in bed and watch TV or watch movies. I'm boring. I want to play Smash Bros and watch YouTube. Yes, that is what I want to do with my life, so be it. Let me do it. Let me live. Why won't you let me live, Marge? Quote from The Simpsons, obviously. Um... (laughs) I just don't get airports. And like, I've been overseas, I've traveled domestically before, but I would say I am not a regular traveler. Like an airport is still a very foreign thing to me. And I feel like when you're at an airport, you're generally just a little bit more on edge. Like you're generally just like, oh God, am I, am I smuggling drugs accidentally? Am I accidentally smuggling? Especially when you're an anxious person. I, like, if anyone else has these thoughts when they're at airports, just like, did I ac- I I don't use drugs in my day-to-day life, but have I accidentally just got cocaine in my bag? Do I have cocaine in my bag right now? Could I? Could I have somehow like you know, you know for a fact that you don't, but you're just like, could I have? Could I? Anyway, I get to the airport. I've got like a 6 a.m. flight from Melbourne to Sydney, which is a very short flight. It's like a it's probably like a 55-minute flight, to be honest super quick, amazing how far we've come. And I walk into the airport and I I know that I've got checked baggage on my flight. I'm flying Qantas, really good airline. And I've got a backpack and a suitcase with my clothes and some gear. And like, I just sort of walk in because it's COVID, the airport's like pretty dead. There's not really anyone there aside from stuff. And I'm just sort of there standing, literally standing there and kind of like looking around with my stuff. And then like this lady from Qantas just comes up to me and she's just like, 
do you need help? And I was like, yes. And, she, and she's like, okay, do you have a boarding pass? And I like gave her my phone with my boarding pass on it. And I'm just like so confused about what to do. And she like walks me through everything, shows me how to check my bag, which I later realized the suitcase I had was small enough that I could have put it on carry on and didn't have to check it in. But whatever, I'm just an idiot. And then I... So I check my bag in and then I'm just standing at the bag check-in. The staff member's gone. And then I'm just standing there for like five minutes looking around being like, um, what do I do? Like, I just didn't know what to do. Uh, what do I do? Like, I just, I just felt like a little boy. I'm like, what do I, what do I do? I'm just standing here. I don't know. And then, (laughs) and then basically I'm just standing there. And then that same staff member comes up to me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, what do I what do I do now? And she's like, so now you go to security. And I was like, all right. So I walk over to security and I kind of just like look around and like I've traveled before. I've done all this before. I just like, it's like, I just freeze in the moment. I'm like, I have no idea what to do. And I don't want to do something wrong. And I might have cocaine in my bag, but I definitely don't. And I like, I'm at security and I like, look at the person they're like, all right, laptops out of bags and, uh, and everything out of pockets. And I'm like, okay. So I do that. I put my, I, I put my laptop on the thing and I go through security. It's all good. Then I, you know, I put everything back in my bag and I'm just, it's like, it's like I'm literally a schoolboy and I'm like waiting for instruction to like be dismissed by a teacher. I'm just like, I, I literally say like, can I, can I go? And they're like, yeah, you, you can go. And I'm like, okay. Then I like realize I'm literally like an hour early for the flight. So I'm just sitting there for an hour. Anyway, I get on the flight. It's all kind of, the only people really flying at the moment are business people who are work, flying for work. No one's really, no one's really going to Sydney for the weekend. No one's really just going to Sydney for the weekend to just hang out. I don't think. So a lot of, it was a Thursday morning, lots of people flying for business, you know, people wearing suit jackets and not ties, but collared shirts ready for probably some meeting in the CBD of Sydney. And I'm just on the plane in my Hogwarts jumper and jeans. And I have my Nintendo switch <laughs> and a book of a science fiction book. And I'm playing classic mode on super smash bros for an hour while this guy next to me is connected to the Qantas Wi-Fi. And he's like sending emails about whatever he does for work. I don't know. I'm in a middle seat on the plane. Middle seat, my least favorite seat. I always want aisle. The reason I always want aisle is because if you need a pee, you just get up and go and you don't ever have to disturb anyone else. That being said, 55 minute flight. Midway through the flight, the business guy next to me says, sorry, I need to go to the bathroom. Me, middle seat, and guy next to me, aisle seat, both have to get up on this 55-minute flight so this guy next to us can pee. I'm sorry, mate. I know I'm sitting here playing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Classic Mode on my Nintendo Switch, but you're the biggest baby on this flight. If you can't hold your pee on a 55-minute flight and you have to inconvenience two other human people... Sorry, mate, but sometimes in life you have to accept the truth. And the truth in this matter is that you were the biggest baby on that on the flight that day. But uh, I digress. I, uh, I then got off the plane and I'm in Sydney and 
I get on, I, I, get, I get into a cab and I'm just like, well, I have to go get my, my check-in luggage, which I didn't even need a check-in. I have to do that. And I then get into the cab. I go to the hotel that I'm staying at. And then I'm I just, I just like, don't know what to do. I, I don't know what to do in situations. So I go to the front reception. They're like, hey, can we help you? And I'm like, yeah, I think I have to, I think I've got to check in, like, you know, a baby. And then they're like, okay, um, what's your name? And I give them my name and they're like, oh, cool. Like, blah, blah, blah. They explain everything. Like, here's your key card to get up and uh, you're on level five and go bloody enjoy it. Hope it's a nice stay. And um, I then basically, I, I get into the lift and I press number five and I'm just standing there. I'm probably there for like two minutes and I realize the lift isn't moving. I am not actually going up to level five and I should have been there about 90 seconds ago. And then I notice there's a thing in the lift that says, tap me. So so the first thing I do with my finger is tap it. I then realize it more likely means that you're supposed to tap the, the card, that the, the key card that they gave me onto that which says, I, I am staying at this hotel. I am staying here. So this is me proving that. I then tap it. It doesn't work. I tap it again. It doesn't work. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I then tap it again and press number five. It seems to work. I get up. I go to the room I've been allocated. And uh, again, it has one of the swipey things on the door. I tap the card. I open the handle. Doesn't open. I do it again. Doesn't open. I can't figure out what I'm doing wrong. But I also know that it would be so embarrassing for me to ask anyone for advice on what to do. So I literally just keep tapping it and trying to open the door. Tap, pull, tap, push, won't open. Eventually it just opens. And I will say this, at no point, at no point on this trip did I know how to open the door. I would just tap until it opened every single time. I never figured out the trick, never knew how to do it. Stayed in a very lovely uh, loft in the hotel. It was amazing. This bloody five-star hotel. It was real. I felt very lucky and I'm very grateful for it. It was really nice. Um, was really tired most of the time after recording. So I didn't really do much. Um, but, and then, so Sydney, I'm sorry, Sydney Siders. And I did say this is going to be a ravey episode and boy, am I raving. Sydney, not a very good city. It's like this weird upside down Melbourne within the first 15 minutes of being there. I reckon I saw like three cars drive through red lights. That was weird. And it's just so hard to get anywhere on foot. Like I was just all I I was, you know, I was staying in this place. I think it's, I think it's called, called Woolamaloo. I was staying in Woolamaloo and I just wanted to walk to the Circular Quay and the Opera House just because I'm like, oh, I might as well go do that. That's an, The Opera House is nice. I'll just walk there after work. Couldn't figure out how to get there. And not to mention, the Sydney is all uphill. At no point, at no point in Sydney did I walk downhill. I walked uphill and even when I walked back, I was still walking uphill. I swear, I'm not making that up. I'm not making that up. I was always walking uphill in Sydney. At no, I couldn't even get to the Opera House or the Circular Quay. I couldn't figure it out. I then realized Google Maps was telling me to go up these stairs and go over this bridge kind of thing. 
And then it, I realized that I, I couldn't do that because that the stairs to get up the bridge and over it were actually closed because of construction. But Google Maps wasn't rerouting me. So I didn't really know what to do. And then I thought, well, I'll just go through the bridge. I'll go under the bridge as opposed to over it. I'll go under the bridge. I'll walk through it. I'll come out the other side and then I'll like figure out where I am. So I kind of follow this footpath that starts becoming, I I follow this footpath into this bridge, under bridge tunnel kind of thing. And this is again where I say I don't do too well in just in foreign situations. Gradually as I'm walking and maybe if you're from Sydney or you know this area, you might know the exact bridge I'm talking about because I go under, the footpath be, starts to become narrower and narrower, almost as if to suggest that pedestrians are not supposed to walk here. But I'm like, no, 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 I think it, I don't, I think you are supposed to walk here. So I just keep walking. I then realize, no, 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 no. There's no no one is supposed to be here. You're just not supposed to be in this area at all. Um, because I basically end up out the other side of the bridge on a raised platform above a massive intersection, sort of like there is traffic. I'm on top, I'm above traffic. I've gone up in this tunnel. I'm on this narrow raised platform that is a dead end in the middle of this intersection, just standing there. It probably looks like I'm about to like, because... I assume the people driving know that pedestrians aren't supposed to be there. So they're probably looking at me being like, oh my God, what's this crazy person doing? Are they going to jump into traffic or something? I'm, I'm just standing there. There's all these cars. I'm just looking like the biggest idiot. I'm like, oh my God, how how have I ended up here? And imagine if someone I work with is driving past or sees me right now. I'd be humili- Like I was, <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. I immediately turn around and walk back. People are looking at me. I'm like, oh my God. I then decide I've that's enough for today. That's more than enough for today. I probably was out of the house, out of the apartment, the hotel for like half an hour. I go straight back into the hotel. I stay there for the rest of the night. Watch Jurassic Park on the Netflix account of the person that stayed in that room before me who forgot to log out. Sydney, crazy city. I don't know how you people do it. There was one point where there was just like, 200 stairs just up. I, 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 I can't figure it out, guys. I'm sorry. I can't fi- I did go to Newtown. I, I got a beer and played pool with a friend uh, in Newtown. That was kind of fun. That was very Melbourne-like. I liked that. It was very flat. It wasn't as uphill. Um, but anyway, that for the next rave, the final rave of the show, not the final segment, but this is another rave, uh, because of those three days in Sydney, I was a little bit behind on work. So I've been really frantic. And uh, yesterday, I'm recording this on Wednesday. Yesterday, Tuesday, uh, we recorded uh, an episode of the Hamish and Andy podcast, which was really fun. And uh, we then I finished up that and went, because I was at the radio station, I went up to Fox FM where Tom and Ollie, who do a radio show with the Hit Network and Fox FM, uh, were going to be guests on my Harry Potter fanfic podcast. So I recorded that with them, them probably like 5.30 by then. And I'm like, all right, now I've got to go home. I've got a bunch of work to do for TOEFOP stuff. So I was ready to smash that out. I was a bit behind on that because of uh, going over to Sydney and not having as much time to work on that. Generally, Thursday and Friday are my catch-up days for stuff like that. And then... Um, then I had to edit the Harry Potter and the boys pod, upload it, get it all out and everything. And then it ended up being one of the worst few hours of my life, which I guess says a lot about 
the fact that I have a pretty decent life, but it was still very bad. I walk all the way to the car park where I've parked my car. I pay to get out. I then go to turn the ignition on my car. It's not starting. I know nothing about cars. I'm not going to pretend to. I called a security guy. He told me that the battery's flat. I was like, fuck. I then had to call my dad. I was like, hey, dad, the car's not starting. I'm stuck in this car park. Can you come and help me? I don't know what to do. I left the bonnet of the car open to make sure that... um, I, I basically left the bonnet of the car open so just in the hope that someone would be driving past and be like, oh, do you need help? No one did. Fair enough. I probably wouldn't either because I wouldn't know how to help. Um, I know nothing about cars. Um, basically, my dad drives all the way. He's worked all day. He drives all the way from his place to South Melbourne where I'm parked, comes and jump starts the car and like, it's all good. <clears throat> I was worried that I had run out of petrol because I was running late that morning didn't have any petrol in my tank and uh, was really pushing it. So I was like, oh, of course, the car's not starting because it's out of petrol. Wasn't. I just left the lights on. The battery died. I then drive home in peak hour traffic all the way to my place, which is probably a 30-minute drive from the radio station, but a bit more in, in peak hour traffic. I'm already, you know, down an hour from where I wanted to be. I get home. I'm very, very flustered. I then uh, realize, I, I then go to d- start some work. Realize my MacBook charger I left at work. I then realized that the tripod for this camera that I'm filming the episode on is missing. I don't know where it could possibly be because I have a distinct memory of bringing it to my car. And I then just have, I'm like, just feel so deflated. I have no idea what's going on. I'm very angry. And I basically decide, well, I don't decide. I realize okay, I have to drive back to work, still in peak hour. I drive back to work. It takes a while. I'm very flustered. I'm very upset. I'm annoyed because I'm not going to be able to do all the work that I was supposed to do. I'm running out of time. I park in the car park, still very flustered, in a rush. You know, I've misplaced stuff. My My car ran out of batteries. I was stranded. I get to the car park again. Now there's, there's a poor woman who is lying on the floor crying. People are driving past her. And I'm, I just go up to her and I'm like, are you okay? She's like, no. And I'm like, what happened? She's like, I've slipped over on some oil. Like a car has leaked oil on the floor of this car park. And I slipped over and literally like bumped my back on the concrete floor. And, and she was like in tears and in shock. And I was like, oh my God, wow. And I was like, so like I was freaking out. I ran and went to get security and the security came running down and we were trying to help this woman. I was like, are you okay? And the security were like trying to get her details and stuff and being like, oh, go to the doctor and, you know, send us the bill. And I was like, I'm Mike. I work upstairs. Like if you need anything, let me know. Are you okay? She's like, yeah, I think I'm okay. Thank you so much. And I'm like freaking out. And then I forget like what was going on. I'm just like, oh my God, what am I even doing? And then she's like, okay, okay. Like you can go. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me know if you need anything. I go up and my, uh, I find the tripod. I find the charger. Very lucky. I'm like, oh, thank God. It's all still here. I didn't want to lose this tripod because I went to get a good tripod and I've literally used it like twice. Sammy Garlep, friend of the show, who has been on a few of my pods in the past. He's at the radio station doing something with Tom and Ollie who are still there. 
So I luckily get a chance to kind of unwind, chat to Sammy Garlip, have a few laughs, always a fun chat. Uh, and uh, I drive home, I'm in the car home and it's like nine o'clock by this point. I've lost my whole night, literally four hours behind schedule. And in that moment, I ring my mum <laughs> and I say, mum, can you please make me dinner and can I come over? Because I'm so hungry and I'm so tired and I just, I just want a home-cooked meal. And I go to mum and dad's. Mum cooks this incredible cream pasta sauce with, with ravioli. Not really relevant, but I just thought I'd mention it. And, and we're all good. I get home. My housemates are there. I explain the, the day. And from this day forth, I would like to dub this day Mike's terribly terrible day in hell. It was Mike's terribly terrible day, essentially. And uh, I just, it was just a really long day. I was really flustered. I scrambled to to finish a bunch of stuff. I stayed up really late. It was really stressful. And here I am on the other side. That's kind of why I'm a little bit disorganized today because I've like literally got so much work to do after this. I'm recording this first thing in the morning and I've got tons of stuff to do before I can even edit it. So a bit has happened. Thank you for listening to me rent, vent and rant though. Um, the podcast is not over yet, but it, like I think it has gone uh, reasonably long, but I do want to just do a quick follow-up on a few things from last week. Um, Radio Seth, welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Seth. He's contributed a few times. I believe he is a US listener of the show. Thank you, Radio Seth. Um, <laughs> th- there's a couple differences sometimes out of necessity between the video versions of this pod on YouTube and the audio versions on your podcast app. For audio listeners, you would have been enjoying this, and, and Radio Seth writes in, I've been really enjoying the random Chikatita cuts, Chikatita cut-ins present in the past few episodes. They have great comedic timing in the episodes after the first one about Chikatita. Obviously, Chikatita, the ABBA song, has been stuck in my head for 15 years. I am trying to learn all the lyrics to that song, and I'm going to perform it in the next few weeks on the show to finally break the earworm. And uh, Chikatita, super fun, Chikatita, uh, in last week's episode, I was cutting in Chikatita at random points of the pod. Just And the reason I'm doing that for audio listeners, it's not in the video one, unfortunately, because it, the video will get copyright claimed and then it will get taken down and I don't want that. So there are sometimes differences, but video version, you get to see the 20th century board. I often wear uh, fun themed t-shirts in the video version as well. And, you know, there's some more visual stuff that happens in the video version. So feel free to alternate between the two or however you prefer to listen. But yeah, um, the reason I was cutting in Chikatita is because I wanted you guys to see firsthand what it is like to be me and to have Chikatita stuck in your head for 15 years. That's why I randomly cut in Chikatita grubs, just so you can see how pervasive this song is in my life. Like, literally, I'm just, like, washing dishes, and it's like, Chikatita! Like, that's that's my whole life. I want you guys to see it, and you guys to experience the pain, the way, you know, together, the way a family should. Um, next up, last week... Sort of following on from that, last week we retired, we we resurrected and then retired the old segment on this show, Rhyme Crime, that we vowed would never return to the show, but it did for this Rhyme Crime. It was a Rhyme Crime from the Blink-182 song, First Date, in which Tom DeLonge sings the lyrics, um, I'm too scared of what you think, you make me nervous so I really can't eat. Think, eat, don't rhyme. And lots of people uh, agreed with this and were very happy with this finally unanimous decision of a rhyme crime. Uh, Radio Gannonbot said, on one of the segments, 
I'm going to grumble about rhyme crime coming back for the simple dread I had to feel from the second you mentioned resurrection. He knew it was rhyme crime. The segment itself was amazing and I can't dispute the crime. I don't know if the Chikatita cuts are intentional, but they had me in stitches. Yes, intentional. Um, and then got this great message from Radio Brody, formerly known as Rhyme Cop Brody. He was an essential part of the rhyme crime segment for a very long time. And it's one of the longest running segments on the show. Radio Brody wrote in, he said, Hi Radio Mike, it has been a while since rhyme crime was cancelled and I've been waiting for the right time to address it. Rhyme crime had a seg- uh, rhyme crime was a segment that had the potential for good, but unfortunately, that potential was never reached. Due to there nearly always being an argument refuting accused rhyme crimes, it was for the best that the segment was cancelled. With the recent resurrection of rhyme crime, I think we've come to the perfect end. With a clear rhyme crime being brought up, brought up upon us, we can remember rhyme crime as a way of punishing these heinous crimes and not as the disagreements it previously was. As the rhyme cop, I urge the radio family to end rhyme crime for good on last episode's positive note so we can remember rhyme crime in a new light. Thanks to the radio family for the opportunity to judge these crimes and I look forward to moving on from this. Regards, the former Rhyme Cop Brody. P.S. In order to move on from my title, I would like to nominate myself to become a radio superstar. This would leave Rhyme Crime in the past, but still recognise my contrib- contributions to this great podcast. You're welcome to apply to be, a, to be an RSS, but at the moment I'm going to re- refer to you as former Rhyme Cop Brody. That's your current name, former Rhyme Cop Brody. But thank you, Brody, for your service to rhyme coppery and uh, finding all the rhyme crimes and and uh, persecuting those crimes, even if we couldn't always agree. I did really appreciate your work on that. So thank you for your in memoriam, which was the subject line of that email. Guys, for today, I think I'm going to leave it there. It, it, this was a bit more of a ravey episode and a bit more talking as opposed to like some of the more games and production stuff that we do. Uh, most weeks but as I said honestly like last night just really frazzled me and I was just really flustered and I just haven't really had a chance this week because of because of Sydney and just catching up on stuff and I have a, a really big workload at the moment so I've just been super frantic and busy so I hope you understand that um, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast like I don't mind doing these more ravey episodes from time to time um, but let's quickly just do this to finish the plug this is the plug. It's basically where I plug all the stuff that I would appreciate and love if you could uh, check out this week. And uh, first and foremost, I mentioned it before, but Harry Potter and the Boys, new episode with Tom and Ollie, two super funny guys, and it was a really fun episode. So please go and check that out up on the YouTube and on all of your favourite podcast apps. The boys looked in the corner of the room and saw the pensive. Wow. I'm not going to bother describing it because there are descriptions in Harry Potter 4, 5, 6, 7. <laughs> So, a classic tactic that yeah. J.K. Rowling never used in her book. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah. So, Harry got into the pensive. I talked about it in the last book. So. You should put a footnote in there. Yeah. Re- refer to the original books. As well as a Mike Talks, the bonus uh, version of this podcast that sometimes comes out on some Fridays uh, with Adam and Simon from Gogglebox. That was a lot of fun as well. ton of fun chatting to those guys. So, thanks to everyone who's checked it out so far. The feedback's been great. Lots of other Mike Talks up there. Broden Kelly from Auntie Donna, Jack Post from Hamish and Andy, Ryan Shelton, creative and writer, uh, Ruben Solo, comedian, 
uh, Luke Kidgel, like there's heaps up there. Dave Lee, uh, pop culture YouTuber. And uh, the other thing is, please check out the YouTube where we finally overnight hit 1,000 subscribers, which is really amazing. We can now monetize the channel, which is awesome. And in terms of uh, monetization, well, not money, like that's not really that big, but like, I just remember like at the start of the year, I think we were stuck on like 430 subscribers. Three months in, I'm on a thousand, which for me is huge. So if you've watched any of the videos, if you've checked out the video podcasts, if you've supported the YouTube in any way, that's going to continue. 1,000 subscribers is huge. Um, I'm sure it will dwindle before it, you know, goes past 1,000, but just awesome. Like, please check out some of my vids up there. I love doing them. I love, like, it's all much easier now that I've got this new camera. I've got the right tools. Like, it just feels a little bit more intuitive than it ever was before. So I'd really appreciate it if you listen to this pod and you haven't subbed on YouTube, go give it a sub. Check out some of the video casts, you know, just to see what they're like. And yeah, to all of you who have like supported it and just continue to support me, get in, get in the Discord as well, of course. The Discord is a lot of fun. Lots of stuff happening in there. To all of you who have supported me, thank you so much. Like, I feel like this year so far has just been huge for the pod and I'm really excited to see where it goes. So thank you. Um... And of course, radiomikepod at gmail.com for anything you'd like to say. Radio.mike on Instagram. Just jump into my DMs. I usually check them um, every couple days. And uh, 1-800-438-353, of course. Um, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, my name has been Radio Mike. This has been the inside of my mind. I always forget all these things that I sign off with. My name has been Radio Mike. This has been the inside of my mind. <clears throat> Don't block the MDF. I'm a very kind young man and some of your older staff could learn a lot from me. Uh, Don't lie to me because I'll see you. And if I do see you, it might be in the Dream Factory tonight. Catch you then. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Catch you later. Bye. See you later. Hooroo. Catch you soon. Bye-bye. See you next week. The end. Goodbye. End of story. Bye-bye. That's a Shrek reference. Goodbye.